Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review, where I scream, you scream, and we all scream for, you guessed it, water. Water. So, we we review independent films here, and this week we reviewed a documentary entitled Ah, Where There Once Was Water by... uh, Brittany App brought this to us. I believe she wrote and directed it. Yes. Let me confirm that with my she little did. eyeballs. Yes. It. Garrett Russell also co-wrote. Also, I believe she she took all the footage, too. She was director Yo. of photography. Fantastic. It's a beautiful documentary. It looks so good. I mean, we won't even do pretend questions and be like, what did you think of this? <laughs> no, it's, we're, it, like, we're it, just saying it right now. It's it good. It's a gorgeous <laughs> looking movie. And it has yeah, it a lot of great. cool things to say. So that being said, yeah, what exactly is this documentary about? We know it's about water, but what is it's about coming up with a solution to our current behaviors that concern water and by proxy the way in which we produce things like um, food and the way we keep animals like it's it's this documentary is it it says from the very get-go that it's a it's a love story about water so the story is not just about oh we got to save the water and we got to conserve this story is about this is what we're doing this is what we can do and this is how it would benefit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it it gives the reasons like why people use water a certain way as opposed to another way specifically pertaining to how america uses water one of the most like informational documentaries that was super engaging that i've seen in a long time like it wasn't it didn't feel propagandistic it didn't feel like it had an axe to grind it didn't feel like you know, it was it was out to prove a point. It just felt mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm. was just saying, like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and really just tell you what I know to help mm-hmm. help you make better decisions. That's what it felt like. It was weird, though, how, like, the first 10 minutes were just all about them shitting on milk. And, like, milk is terrible <laughs> for you and that cows are actually demons from Mars. Yes. That stuff, I mean, I could probably take or leave. Uh, if you can't. I'm joking. It did not happen in this film. But yeah, okay, so we're going to do questions now about this film. Dan, camera-wise, I think the camera work was so well done in this. Subjects were very focused. There's so many, like, great uh, nature shots and, like, exposition B-roll shots. And the uh, so that's all out of the way. How did you feel about the individual interviews that, with a I lot love of the, them the, because the people that they were the talking people about? That, the people that she chooses are very deliberate. They have a very specific tie to the water. And whenever I say the water, I mean water in general. And like a lot of this is mm-hmm. she, she's using what she knows, which is out West south, Southwest um, in California. A lot of stuff kind of went up to your neck of the woods too. Northern dude, they straight up showed the bridge. I've walked down many times. <laughs> like it, they showed places. I'm like, yeah, I know where that is. I know where that is. So yeah. this is very, so it's, it's like right where I live in my neck of the woods, California. But some some of the things that they they are doing, um, so they interview an urban farmer. They interview these ranchers that like understand how soil works and, um, is treating the environment properly instead of like you know doing these huge machines and mass production and like without saying that we are wrong for 
emissions and we are wrong for mass productions and how it's hurting the environment without saying Mm -hmm. that explicitly. She's just telling you that this is what's happening and she doesn't Mm -hmm. take a side. And I think that's what I like about it. But to to answer your question, I think all the interviews, like they had great on camera presence. They were chosen Mm -hmm. super wisely. Some of them seemed a little nihilistic, but you know, she, (laughs) she got the best out of them. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. What I think you can do is like if you watch this documentary, which I recommend, is take take what everybody is saying, be like, okay, these are inter- I'm learning a lot. These are interesting mm-hmm. facts, and then go research more about exactly. some of the topics which is what that we I talk did. about. Yeah, dude, I like yeah, immediately yeah. Uh, went up and I looked up the the very first company that um, you talk about, which is called Dig Deep, where they literally mm-hmm. go and dig water wells and just have it in the truck and the truck goes around to people with yeah without clean water and gives them what it's 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 amazing that is really really cool they're like what a what a great fulfilling job it makes you think like i was watching these people working and i'm like man i i don't have any of that kind of job I'm just and like, what, what I don't the give they a so, shit okay. about what I'm doing. One of the people they interview, so they interview like a, the whole people that work there. It's called the, um, the topless. Um, oh, it's not that type of topless. T-A-P-L-A-S. Oh. Topless is how oh. they pronounce it. Um, okay. the, the, the winery and that whole mm. winery has a shepherd working for them. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm a shepherd at a winery. Sheep herder. Yeah, I would. I would do that. Looking, looking after the little sheepies, but they would all be rabbits. I'd be a little rabbit herder. Mm, rabbit herder. Then you wouldn't be a shepherd. Only Flemish You'd giants. be a rabbit. A rabbit. <laughs> so okay, my other question was going to be, did you learn anything? But it, oh, I yes. feel like it's safe to say that it's, you did. I, I, I think we kind of so covered much. that. And I think that's why I liked it so much is because it's interesting. Like. Again, it's not asking you to look at it in a certain way. It's just like it's asking you, hey, start knowing what I know. Two of the things that I that really stuck out to me is one, how water is such a finite resource and thinking about it as a resource that we need to take care of. And the other thing is that the negative effects of dams, I never thought of dams as things that were bad or that could possibly be bad because we're doing them to help us. But then you think about it, when you dam out an area, you are flooding it with water to keep that reservoir, but it's destroying the entire ecosystem of what was there before. And I never thought about that. I was like, holy shit, that's very interesting. Um, And then they bring in the heavy guns. Mm -hmm. The zombievers. Zombievers. So they talk a lot about (laughs) beavers and how they're like, yeah, we're making dams, but we're not making beaver dams. And here's why beaver dams are cool. And they talk at length about fucking beaver dams. And it's this pro beaver propaganda (laughs) has to stop. No, I love them. They're so cute. Uh, It because it was interesting to me. I always thought that beavers were little assholes tearing down trees and and plugging up rivers. I always thought that was like a bad thing based on nothing based on just me seeing beavers doing beaver stuff. And I'm like, who does he think he is? And it turns out out. that it's, it's slowing down the flow of water so that the water can seep in better to the soil. And it, I I forget exactly what do they call it? Uh, it, it, There's a certain name for it where the water is retaining in the earth and it's it's able to be uh, to come out slowly over time into the roots yeah, and actually yeah. uh, 
be protected from drought. Apparently, it's what's going on. Um, but then, yeah, we're learning about watersheds. We're learning a about... A big conflict of this film is not just consumption of water, but like what to do about this specific watershed in California. Because there's yeah, like a bill yeah. that's going to be passed that like is going to um, mess up that ecosystem, essentially. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's the agent for this documentary. Like, oh shit, this is gonna happen. Let's let's just get our knowledge out there, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And this documentary came out in 2021, so and I don't know what the California's on fire. So we know that well, it didn't work. <laughs> so here's the deal. I'll give you an update right now. So California was on fire for a long time for the last couple years, and now this year, for some reason, it won't stop raining it's been raining for months constant rain just five days a week it seems like it raining 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 winds 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 i i've never seen this it's never been like this ever since i've lived here but Um, because you guys don't have good soil because because of uh, what i learned in this documentary you are more prone to flash floods because yes a lot of flash flooding and then you have to be protected by these dams and levees, yeah. or levees, I mean. I, th- I think there's a difference. Um, and the issue is, too, another another thing I never thought about is how we're trying to divert and get rid of all this. I think I said divert weird. Did I say divert weird? Divert. Divert. We're trying to divert the water away so quickly that it's not giving it time to seep in, you know, and get to where it needs to get to. And then we're pumping in water from other places. Like... Mm-hmm. All the man-made rivers that we have that are that are feeding all the way down to the south. So it's like we're getting rid of all the water in the south and then pulling up water from the north. It's like, why don't we just use the water we have, right? And it goes into like reusing wastewater to like yeah. desalinate it. And it dude, I, I wrote down some of the the verbiage this guy used. What did reverse osmosis? Which was so fucking cool. They squish it, they crush it together so much yeah. that it's just filtered that at little, a microscopic level. Tube. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then they fucking hit it with ultraviolet light. That's yeah, just so many like really cool things. I I, I could do a tour of that, and it's like the nerdiest shit. I'm like, oh, tell me about how you. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> you, you purify the water. The biggest sell oh, I think such of a this loser. documentary. Before we get into spoilers, is just the research that's done for it. The research that yeah. was done for it, you could tell, is is where the majority of this documentary took place. Mm. It, it doesn't. I mean, it, it tells the story of water. It tells. It, it's very factual, and it's talking about like the the story that's being told is how can we fall back in love with water. Um. Mm. So if you're not ready for like, if you want, you know, a biography of something. And you don't want to be edumacated by a documentary. This might not be for you. But I think that the research that went into this documentary is phenomenal. And um, I wish I wish more documentaries felt like this one. Because yeah. it's very often I watch a documentary and I can immediately feel the 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 bias in the pull where they're trying. Mm-hmm. Like, I can feel their messages hitting me. And this one, you feel it, but it's, it's not like it, all it's doing is trying to educate you. That's all it is. Yeah, and this is a topic that I was not interested in at all. And because of this show, we're like, okay, we're we were given this movie 
We're going to review it. This is what the show is. I watch it, and I'm so fascinated by it. I yeah, like, I'm, wow, I'm actually this is interested so in interesting it now, to learn all I, of this. I want to learn more about water consumption and what I can do around yeah. here. So it did a great job of getting my attention and keeping me invested in what was going on and learning about this. And then it started talking about, okay, so can we get into spoilers? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to get into spoilers now. So go check out Where There Once Was Water. The only issue... So you can go to wheretherewancewaswater.com, I believe, and it, it, there's more information on uh, where you can rent the film. The, the only place that this film is showing, unfortunately, is in California... It is at the Santa Barbara Museum of Natural History, which is what? so annoying to me. There's only one place you can watch this movie. You probably go there and, I guess, get a ticket to the museum, and then you can probably go watch the film. Uh, but this just needs to be free. I, Everywhere. I, yeah. I would just put this free on the website and like let anyone who wants to learn about it. Because I get you need to make money, and I understand that. It's it probably just feeds right back into help spreading the word and, and promoting the cause and everything like that. But I just want people to see this. And I, I, <laughs> cause people are going to be like, Oh, this looks interesting. And they're going to see, Oh, $5. Nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it's a shame. It, that annoys me. If you're interested at all, go, uh, just go give them some money. Why not support independent film? You fucking piece of shit. What yeah. are you doing with your life? You're not doing anything. So <laughs> one of the best things that came out of this doc it was so profound it yeah was, it was just a statement that this woman makes i forgot it, who it was that was being interviewed but she says this this thing this statement that just completely changes your mind and opens up your mind to all these new horrifying possibilities and that is reliability is a human construct. The concept of anything being reliable is man-made and can be taken away from us, which yes. is yes. crazy. Well, you think about it because everything breaks down over time and yeah. we have to be there to maintain it and to keep it going. Yeah. And um, and one, one thing that the documentary brings up a lot is like, you know, water is a finite resource and everything and, and how like, you know, the, the world can go, it's like the world can't react quick enough to how we are using up the resource. And I'd say that is true, but also if we run ourselves into extinction, which is exactly. probably going to yeah. happen, uh, the world's going to be fine. The world's just going to, it will recover and change yeah. and it's just going to keep going. So it's more, I think it's more about like us coexisting with the earth well, rather than exactly. the earth being in danger because exactly. it it's always going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just get rid of us eventually. <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel about we'll, it. No, we'll be, we'll be helping it along the way. You know, it's like earth. Hell oh, yeah. you're going to outlive us. <laughs> Bet. Hold my beer. <laughs> U S declares war on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke the earth. Kill it. Okay, so Dan, was there anything that you disagreed Nuclear. with in this documentary? No, because because I was learning so much. Uh huh. I, I mean, maybe like the nihilistic guys. Like there were a couple of dudes that are just like, yeah, this is this sucks, and I've been talking about this for years. No one's paying attention to me. It's like, but do you know all this research that this documentarian did? Because you're yeah, coming at so it from a perspective a... of like a politician or you're coming from uh, coming at it from a perspective of somebody who you know wears a suit 
and has to answer to other people. And I, mm-hmm. I respect your position, but it just, th- those were the times in the documentary where I started to feel like teeth being, you know, dug into me. Yeah. I think it can get to a point where it's like, Hey, uh, we need to like tell people about this and they need to take it seriously. But then you get manipulated so much by the news and everything going on about like fear mongering and stuff. It kind of becomes hard to differentiate like where people are being sincere and using facts and, you know, scientific evidence. And when, I don't know, you know, it, it, it can kind of get a little scary. Um, the reason, well, I guess the reason I was thinking of that is, so there's a statement that is made in the very beginning where they're saying by, by 2025. Oh yeah. That's the guy I was 60% talking about. 60% of the world's landmass will have water scarcity. That's, and that's what I, this, this was, was just, talking about, yeah. this, the sighting was a prediction that the U S made. And I'm like, I don't really, <laughs> you know, eh, okay. I get what it's trying to do. It's trying to get people to fucking let, we need to figure out some stuff and really, you know, start working on this, but they're guessing they're guessing. Right. And well, I feel I like mean, that's, that's what we're all doing. That's what we're all doing. Like science. I get is it. It's what science, a lot of science does that. Yes. And that's, that's essentially what a hypothesis is. Like I'm guessing what? this is going to happen. So let me test a hypothesis. So the question is what grand scale, uh, experiment are they doing that they can confirm that this is exactly going to happen in 2025 do i think that it's mm. it's on its way there yeah sure but I, uh, 2025 is a grim a grim outlook for that um i not great live yeah in, i live on great. a p- peninsula so i will always have water mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i you, you peons need to stay away <laughs> um <laughs> well here's the thing too so like desalinization of ocean water i thought i was like this is such an easy thing to do guys come on why don't we just do this well apparently i I don't think this was in the documentary but just something i had researched after the fact but it is so expensive to get salt water out of water while maintaining you know the purity and like keeping the water good that it's almost unviable like it costs so much fucking money to do it that it's almost worth more to just ha- make these water reservoirs and just recycle uh, wastewater, and that that seems put to it, be a way better solution. Put it on the world's Uh-oh. credit card, man! Like hell yeah, dude! Da- have you Raise heard the that debt ceiling? <laughs> have you heard the world is three trillion Default. dollars in debt? Like who does hell the yeah. world owe? To who? Man? Jupiter? Come on! Yeah, I'll be Jesus. Here on <laughs> I just flew in from Goblox and boy, are my phalanges tired. I, I think that outside, cause that guy was, he was, he was an important fixture because he did say some interesting stuff later in the documentary, but it was very easy to overlook that, that doomsday prediction he has. Yeah, it was, it was intense. What I did really like were the, the native, um, the native groups that they were. Yeah. The native tribes yeah. and learning about them and their close ties with salmon and the river oh, and how yeah. dependent they were in the past and now, and like how much they rely on the river to, to feed their tribe and take care of them. They're doing and how the rituals. Much the river and like, relies oh, on so salmon. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like, yes. How like the salmon are bringing the nutrients wherever they go yeah. just by existing and feeding other animals and, just it's amazing but one thing she said was 
and it was like kind of this kind of goes back to me disagreeing with things is well i don't know i don't know if i disagree it, i want to research it more but she's like why don't we stop salmon farming and like growing like the salmon's in captivity and just let them be more out in nature or whatever and at first i was like oh that kind of sounds nice but then there's like no one per- I don't know, like, because then people can overfish them. I feel like there's so many different things where that could go wrong. Because there are fish hatcheries that are specifically maintaining the population of the fish by doing this, right? They have the salmon runs, and they do all of this, especially in California, you see it. Um, And I'll go and visit these places. You can, like, go feed the fish and hang out with them. There's, like, you can go learn more about them. It's really, really fun. And there are people fishing in the river, but they also make sure that people aren't overfishing and like yeah. people aren't allowed to fish at certain places and uh, at certain <laughs> times. And I don't know. I don't know. If you're just like, hey, just let them all uh, let nature take it all back. You're like, oh, then we're going to just, just kill them. You all. heard that's it what we'll here, do. folks. Jared likes to hang out with fish. That's, that's all I got. I <laughs> might be a fish lover. <laughs> I won't ever find a no, fish like, you love. I, I, I think you bring up a good point. Like I, I don't, I don't know enough to comment on that. Like we got to regulate ourselves. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. If no one's protecting well, the fish, we're gonna okay, just kill so them here's, all. <laughs> here's, here's the big, the big takeaway from from this documentary. Um, we are the invasive species, guys. But the, 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 document, the documentary doesn't outright tell you that. It just tells you that hey. We have at one point been good at living in harmony with the world, and you can you see still Mr. Do it Anderson. Too. Yes, humans are virus, <laughs> and I'm the cure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I I totally get that. Um, yeah, what a fascinating documentary, and it's not I really even that fun long. watching like, it. It's only an hour no, and 15 minutes long. and it flies. Yeah, by. yeah, easy breezy. And and I really liked it how they were talking about uh urban farming and they go yeah. like they literally go to like Sacramento and they're like here's some people in you know like in the area just farming. You see that everywhere in Sacramento. It's wow. so cool. You see people's gardens. That's a big thing here. A lot of people just just like community gardens do where you, everyone do you trade? in the neighborhood like, shares. Do you barter? Um, I'm, I'm not, cause I, I, usually when I'm, I'm like visiting, like in, I live like near Sacramento, I don't live in it and I'll, I'll go and visit and like, look at all the, all their stuff, but I'm not like taking anything of theirs. Mm. Um, but I, cause I think it's like, you gotta like, you know, there's a whole like co-op community thing. Uh, that's what I was saying. About okay. What they do. Um, but yeah, I just admire it. I'm just like, this is so it's cool. It's fascinating. See people's gardens that was, and flowers. That was and... really cool. The urban gardening. I liked the, uh, I forgot what his name was. He had a ranch out in North, Northeastern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, everybody's stupid because soil is life. Like he was super, yes. super into soil. And he's like, I do this. Um, I fertilize properly because I graze here and then they fertilize as they graze. And then if it's one area that's too grazed, then we just stop them for the day. And like he's yeah. this 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 rancher is so into the science of what makes the earth good. I want to see more things like that. You know what I mean? Well, what he was saying made so much sense to me because he's like this these cattle need to be out here trampling yeah. and eating. And that's how they till and they're fertilizing. And then as you're moving them and they're grazing, they're making the soil better. So when the rain happens, the rain can seep in mm-hmm. and get trapped there. 
So it prevents against the drought and everything else. So when you have these big, like, cattle farms where they're all trapped in, like, these uh, tiny little pens and just force-fed corn or whatever, it, it's it's beneficial to everyone because we're not going to all starve, but it's not thinking about the long-term effects, you know? It's, it's like the U... Uh, the U.S. definitely is a mindset of we want big, huge results right now, and then let's not think about the the huge downturn that's going to happen later. And a lot of that has to do with people just wanting to make as much money as they can as quickly as they can yeah. with, like, getting rid of regulation, just, like blowing all that shit out of the water and it's like i don't fucking care about long-term effects i just want to make all the money all the money uh yeah so that and we do that not just with water with everything <laughs> everything is like that and then it's it feels like feels like it becomes a pendulum that just keeps swinging mm-hmm. um but yeah they were talking about how like people should have more say in where their taxpayer dollars go because oh, we all pay yeah. for these dams and and uh like what's what's happening with this water and yeah of course we should yeah we but should have think a say about, uh, i don't know but we I, don't. I, I, i'm ignorant here <laughs> think about the insane oh, i'm ignorant as hell think about the insane logistics that would need to go into making that decision a reality for one like all, all you have to sudden... do is proposals propositions and say hey do you want this thing yes or no give people it? informed decisions yeah just fucking vote on it what bothers me is I can't see that working because somebody's going to find well, something wrong with it. And of course, and I don't have, have like, all the answers. I'm just exactly spitballing. Right. I have I'm no fucking idea that there's always going to be, there's always going to be a small voice that disagrees. And then that small voice is going to get a, a yeah. huge following. And like, there's nothing you could do about that. This, and this it's... film here, here's, here's the true issue. This film has come out too late. Like if this was a documentary in, the eighties or the nineties, whenever, but nobody not... fucking cared back then. I like, know, it, but people that's what I'm care saying. When like, everything's on fire and it's terrible. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like this, the environment in which this film has been produced and released is not good for it because nobody's going to care about it. And if they do care about it, they're going to only care about dismissing it and saying it's wrong whenever it's telling a love story and trying to get you back into your roots, like trying to get you to respect mm. the earth again. And I don't think that that message is going to be well received because people are going to be like, Oh, your tree hugging hippies made this documentary. <laughs> the other issue too, is like, what do you do? It's like, okay, I know all this stuff now. It's like, okay, now what I, what can I do as an individual? And there's certainly things that we've, that me and my wife have been doing to try to, uh, fight the drought and everything like saving our water and reusing it to water our plants and, and stuff like that. Like we have like buckets. we we'll, we have like these receptacles in our showers and in our sink. It is like, it's a very small thing. Maybe in the long run, it doesn't really help, but we'll reuse that water. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Dude, I absolutely <laughs> piss on all my plants. Piss is water. No, um, no, 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 no. You just don't, don't flush real. piss. Don't flush piss. That's, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do that too. Yeah. We actually do that as well. Um, <laughs> I refuse to piss on my wife's piss, though. I'll say that right now. I refuse. <laughs> it's disgusting. My piss is fine. Hers, disrespectful. Dude. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Same. I really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> my God. 
I'm so sorry, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to Everybody you should watch and all the hard film. work that yes. you and your crew did on this film. And yeah, all of the uh, bad words and immature it. things yeah. that we said. Look, I'm, we're also kind of supposed to be an entertainment show, so I'm trying to make this entertaining. Uh, you know, try is the key word. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Dan, Guys, you can find uh, us please on promote. Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. That is how Brittany got us her film. Send us your films. We have a huge list, and it gets bigger every week. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely appreciate it, but we are only two dudes who are yep. producing a podcast independently. So we will get to your films absolutely. when we get to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, go check out this film, Where There Once Is Water. It was great. Uh, tell your friends and family about us, you know, if you have any like film nerds out there or people who appreciate independent film, please tell them about our show, the Indie Film Review Podcast. That's what you're listening to if you forgot. Um, Dan, I'd like you to close by giving us a Dan exclusive water fact. Despite, (laughs) despite, (laughs) um, Kevin Costner's... Waterworld being a commercial flop and embarrassment uh-huh. to him, it is still one of the most beloved rides at um, Universal Studios Hollywood. Universal, yeah. it's an excellent ride, excellent film. I will fight you. I, 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 will lo- fight I love Waterworld. Who tells me that movie is not good? I love Waterworld. <laughs> um, but if only our problems were Waterworld problems. Uh, good night. Good night. <laughs> okay. Podcasts, but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good. Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.